That summer, Mom took Brian and me out into Colorado. Looking for a place to live, Mom said. We left Edwards, the cat in a crate. Crackers, we called her Fluffy, roamed in the 71 Dodge van when we weren't driving. We wandered Colorado. We camped by the road, by rivers, under trees on private land, in campgrounds and RV parks. Where is Dad? we asked. But she said, He'll come soon, I think. And we didn't ask again, used to avoiding his anger and used to adventures without him. We began to live without him, and our mother didn't mention him for months. Brian and I spoke of him, but only to each other, in bits and pieces when we felt the loss and anger and confusion. Where do you think he is? And, don't know. And, what's going to happen? Watch the cat, Mom said, every time we got out to go to the porta-potties. Fluffy sat on the dashboard watching bats and birds and guarding us against the night. Mom said, she was a bobcat in another life. Brian wrote, attack cat, on a piece of paper. People smiled at the tiny cat and the menacing words when they left their RVs and campsites. Mom signed on with an archaeological dig in the ranch land west of Cortez, filled with ancient dwellings of the people who lived there, the ancestors of the Pueblo people, who encountered Spanish conquistadors and lumberjacks and uranium mines. The archaeologist called the ancient people the Anasazi. We parked under a small stand of trees in a wide red clay field. Millet, beans, and vegetable farmers cleared fields, leaving islands of stone mounds that meant an ancient dwelling lay buried there in the top layer of geological time, and debris covering the floor of an ocean long drained away when the shore rose to become the Colorado Plateau. The adults shoveled piles of red dirt out of the kivas, the round ceremonial structures, and up over the walls into giant piles that would be sifted through screens Brian and I were allowed to look through for small artifacts, bone, pottery, and stone. We imagined the people making these things, living whole lives and dying, leaving that old world in the dust. Professors gave talks at the dig, showing the skulls and bones filled with signs of disease and violence, telling us that life had been hard and often short. We sat by the ruins, wondering about the voices they once contained. A professor with weathered skin and deep wrinkles said only the men were allowed in kivas. We wanted to know why and how they knew. What about the little boys? said Brian. Could they go in? What about the mamas with little boys? I said. Or their sisters? Mom and the professor talked and I listened, not understanding everything. I'd started reading Mom's archaeology books and collected National Geographic, imagining myself in the photos, asking questions I couldn't find answers to in the long paragraphs. I memorized the figures and charts, the eras of time, the scientific names. The archaeologists, with their sun-dried skin, wide hats, and khaki clothes, said, The modern Indians are not the same Indians their ancestors once were. What's that mean? Brian said. They mean the modern tribes have problems that ancient tribes didn't, Mom said. White people caused problems. And she told us of some of the problems, but the problem that caught our imagination was alcoholism. Who brought the alcohol, Brian said. The white man, she said. Which one? And why does anyone drink it anyway? 
tastes terrible. Which took the conversation in a whole different direction. Dad let us sip his cores so we'd learn not to drink it. Sounds like your father's logic, she hissed. The scientists and college kids were all white like us and from places far away. They lived an insulated life on the dig site and in their books and their methodologies and theories and didn't see the people who lived there. Not the ranchers nor the pinto bean farmers and not the Ute tribes, Navajo tribes, and other Native Americans. The scientists and college kids would leave this place and write about it when they got back to their other lives, seeing it all as history. Ten years later, a thousand years later. But Brian and I didn't always stay to listen to their talking. We had rocks to climb and trails that needed to be walked, our eyes to the ground looking for arrowheads. Sometimes arguments arose. The role of women...